money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> with practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that's good because this is the show where we talk about hard issues around money. It is December. And, uh, well, you got your... I got sparkly earrings on because it's Advent and we're getting closer. And in our house, our 11-year-old is getting very excited. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know. And, and of course, it's December. And and, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but you talk a lot more about money in December than probably every other month of the year because you're, like, trying to figure out how are we going to do all the stuff? I would say maybe that people don't do that and they avoid it in December. Maybe we should be talking about money more. I'm thinking we should be talking about money more. Okay. Well, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Anyways, uh, we're not going to really go into that. Uh, I I tend to go to that practical part right away, but we're not going to do that. So um, there are other shows which talk about the practical part about how to make a Christmas plan and all that, you can find all of those shows on a number of different sites. So obviously, if you're listening on your podcasting platform, then you'll you'll see it on your podcasting platform and you can search there. Uh, YouTube, uh, we've got the, the shows on YouTube, so you can search there. The best place to see all the archive shows, because there's a lot of shows we haven't put on YouTube, because we really just started doing that this year. Uh, so if you're looking for archive shows more than enough.ca chri.ca and not mine.ca that is probably the best place to go if you're looking for a particular guest or a particular show so there you and go. if you can't find the topic let our office know because we're trying to archive them you're on the website so you go info yeah. at more than enough and you'll get a hold of us and yeah. and we love to hear from you again if you're going to reach out uh, love to hear uh, just but Dave that. just made that comment that like you can listen to another show for a, how to do a Christmas plan mm-hmm. it's not rocket science write a list yeah. all the mm-hmm. people who need stuff and we're not doing the practical show and today, then you so. write how much money you want to spend okay, and then yeah. you have to stick to it that's the the stick, hardest part. Make a plan, stick to, to it. it. Hmm, yeah. I've heard that, that There you go. Show. There's your Christmas spending plan. <laughs> anyway, on we go. Today's show, I was going to say, is sponsored to you by the letter. Anyway, that's... <laughs> the letter G? What does G stand for? Well, aren't we talking about giving? No, uh, that's no? the next oh, show. Oh, that, that's right. That's the You're, show See, he's up, getting confused so. already. I don't know. You must have Christmas cookies. Too many eaten already. Oh, anyway, okay. This radio show actually comes out of a question asked by one of our coaching clients. And as they were anticipating their session with their coach... Um, uh, recently, they had asked him a bunch of questions, and one of them was, how do you not be stressed going shopping right now? And that question of the myriad of ones they had a- asked mm-hmm. just jumped out at me, and I thought, well, what does that mean? So I was in the grocery store the other day, and I'm looking at the price of butter in my little local shop or uh Mm-hmm. And the price of like chips versus the price of potatoes versus the cost of lettuce. And as we recently yeah, I know heard, you came home and it was like butter and lettuce, and you were like, 
I can't believe the price of butter and lettuce. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly in that voice, too. Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, didn't we hear that lettuce was $11 in Newfoundland or something like that? Some We yeah, heard also yeah. that some restaurants in Canada aren't serving salad in the same way they have been because they don't want to charge $20 for a little lettuce mm-hmm. plate. Anyway, mm-hmm. there's all of that. You guys know what's happening out there. So how do we go grocery shopping and not be stressed? Yeah. And this led us to a whole bunch of discussion in our house this week and also to scripture because the scriptures just kind of kept answering. And I thought, yeah. you know, and I I kind of feel like this conversation is going to go a lot of places or could go a lot of places. So if you want to stay with us this morning or this evening, whenever you're listening and buckle up, because we're not quite sure where we're going with it. But well, and, and I think it goes to uh, I love the uh, you know, I love the practical, but it comes out of this really practical question. We are all going to go to the grocery store. And as we're, go- as we're shopping, um, again, there's, there, there's, uh, I'm going to say a building anxiety for, oh man, I'm going to go to the grocery store and I know that I'm going to find the prices are escalated. And, and, and how do I deal with that when I'm trying to make, you know, make it work on the plan, the, the budgeting plan that I have? And, and so, you know, that's the tension and that's the stress, right? Right, because we're looking at a pound of butter that we used to buy for, mm-hmm. you know, even four fifty a couple months ago and is up to six fifty or even one store I was in was almost nine dollars and it was that's crazy. Mm-hmm. However, I wrote, was reading script, some scriptures this week, and I want to start in Mark 4, and it's Jesus's explanation of the sower and the seed parable he, mm-hmm. he shared. And he, it, it starts um, in verse around verse 14. The yeah. farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others like seed sown on rocky places hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others like seed sown among thorns hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. And what jumped out at me, many of you maybe know these verses, and you're thinking, again, as Dave always asks, what does this have to do with money? But it well, this actually, is a good one. I, I'm a, not asking that question Okay, today. because <laughs> it, it, it doesn't blatantly talk about money, but yet it does. What jumps up, out at me all the time is the thorny one. Mm. And still others like seed sown among thorns hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word. Mm-hmm. And it was the phrase when I was reading it, as we were having the conversation this week, the desires for other things. Yeah. And I started thinking about that. I started thinking about the practical application of that going into a grocery store mm-hmm. because I desire certain things at the grocery store and the price tag is getting too high, perhaps, for what I want to spend, what I've decided was you know, an equitable thing to spend for that item. Right. I'm desiring that thing. 
But when I desire it and I can't get it, or I desire it, I pay for it, knowing that it's going to put me over the top in in groceries. Or you have to sacrifice something else on the right, list, right? I get anxious. I yeah. get worried. I get annoyed. And I start ranting to my friends and neighbors about the high price of everything. And, and because it, you know, my I can't, response, okay. though, I'll give you and my I, response. I'm not saying that we don't rant for other reasons, but in, I'm, in, let's put this in context, right? I came home and said, "Do you can you believe the price of butter? Did I buy the butter? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I didn't buy two butters, though. I bought one. Hoping that it would go down. But, but you know, what's interesting was is in the context of this question and our conversation, um, you know, my response was, oh, man, um, I thought right away of the Israelites coming out of out of Egypt and you know we don't have water we don't have food we don't have meat and and that complaining going on and going okay we just want to go back to Egypt and back into bondage back into slavery and and right away I'm like oh man how easy do I not slip into that attitude of well God's not going to supply mm-hmm. and and it really comes down to what is my focus? Like I, I, I felt, you know, I kind of hear those words in the back of my mind. And then I'm like, so where is our focus? So where is my focus? Um, do we, are we focused on Christ? Are we focused on the God who had in the Israelites case? just supernaturally rescued them. In your and my case, I can go back to any number of of situations in our own lives and remember how God has supplied and has provided and has taken care of us and protected us. And like I I can remember a whole bunch of those situations and I'm going, well, wait a minute, am I focused on the butter? Or am I focused on Jesus? (laughs) And and that that was what slapped me in the face. But it sounds funny, but actually... We're actually saying this is a really simple thing. Mm -hmm. I was contemplating and meditating on what has sustained me through the hard times when we didn't have a lot of cash, when we didn't make an income, when we were relying on our finance. Last week. Well, okay. No, that is not true. That is not fair to say that. I can say that for me, though. (laughs) We've had a lot. Anyway, okay. We're not. Can we just, can I continue? Yes, you can continue. I was thinking it has been the intentional everyday time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I know that my kids joke around saying, well, every answer to Sunday school questions are Jesus. Like mm-hmm. if you haven't paid attention, just say Jesus and you're usually go- you're right when they ask you a question. <laughs> so, but I'm telling you. Over the years, as we've journeyed, when there's been anxiety and doubt, and yes, as you just said, current anxiety or doubt over whatever, what is it that sustains us and gives us the deep roots? What gives us the ability to stand in a storm? It is Jesus. Mm. It is the time over and over and meditating on him. You know, we love Romans 12 verses one and two, but verse two says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will know the good and pleasing perfect will of God for you. And, um, it is the transformation that happens by nonconformity, but transforms mindsets that think about God, that think about who He is, that remember His faithfulness to us, that we may get sucked into the complaining ranting, but actually putting um, 
time aside to be with him and actually digging into the word, because this is also something where we went this week as we discussed this. There is a verse in 1 John 2 that says, don't love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff right there. But for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. And in one of our sessions in Unleashed, so we have a a workshop that we do with coaching clients and it's a year long. There's 12 sessions. And um, if you want more information, just call me because I love it. Dave and I have created it, written it, and I teach it um, uh, on Zoom actually regularly. So, so. In this program, when I was doing some research for it, we got to this um, discussion around appetites and longings and what do we really want to eat and what are we going after in the world? You know, do we love the world when these verses are so clear? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. And then I scooted back to Adam and Eve. And what was the temptation? I think she was tempted by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. You know, there are things that she desired. There are things, you know, you said to me the other day, she has the whole garden to eat from. She has provision. She has intimacy with God. She has every single tree bush that produces fruit she has access to she can't have one thing and she she trips up mm-hmm. and believes the lie of the serpent yeah and and Did some of that the, lie though is is just that god isn't going to come through right like god's holding back god's like, holding back yes he held back one tree and a whole garden and then i think how am I like that? Mm. I'm complaining and focused on the one thing I can't have in this season. And I go back to that, you know, we get tripped up. We don't focus on the word doesn't mm-hmm. take root in us because we are desiring other things. And then I think, then I go to, I, cause I have to say this all on one scoop, Dave, mm-hmm. before you say mm-hmm. anything. Cause then we get Jesus who goes to the desert led by the Holy Spirit, 40 days, doesn't eat, fasts, draws close to the far, heart of his father. Like, I just love that. He draws close to God and then Satan comes and tempts him. And the one answer he has when he says, why don't you turn this stone to bread? And then Jesus says, "You man cannot live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And I think in that desert, he took on the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. And he answered with truth mm. and This one in particular, man can't live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And I thought, well, what is his word to you? What's his word to me today? It's found in the scriptures. It's found in creation. It's found in Jesus because Jesus is the word. What is Jesus speaking to us about our groceries, about our finances? And we can live according to his truth. But what happens when we're desiring all those other things? When I'm desiring five pounds of butter, I know it sounds silly, but I'm desiring the steak that I used to buy five months ago. I now can no longer afford. Um, I'm just using these as examples. You guys can fill in all your own, but then I'm so focused on that thing. I can't hear him speak to me his words of truth. And I, and you know, I'm going to just pick up. You just said it, you know, so where is the focus, right? If we go back to, to the garden, like you talked about, well, 
at that point in the temptation, she is very focused on the tree. And she saw that it was good fruit and that it was. And so she's focused on the tree, not focused on, on the father, right? When, when Jesus comes out of the, the, the desert, it's a different response. Jesus is focused on the father. And so the, the thing that Satan presents, and so Satan presents three kind of big things to him. And Jesus is like, it doesn't have any appeal. Maybe there's a temptation there, and we're not going to go into that. But his response clearly shows, wait a minute, I'm focused on the Father. And so I think one of the, and, and even as we're talking about today, and the question that Reb and I want to leave with you today is that question. So where is your focus? When you go into the grocery store and you see that, and we're going to use the butter, and going, okay, well, I can... I can afford one or I can get one or, or maybe I can't, something has to change, but where's our focus? It does our focus shift to that focus of, well, um, there's all this stuff that I want that I, you know, I can't, can't have. have. Um, and, and again, that trans, you know, shifts our focus to away from the father and to all of the things that, that, um, are, are out there, that lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, it, it pulls our focus. And so the question really is, is so can, where's your focus? And if you find your focus off, the coolest part is, is that uh, we just have to open up the word. We just have to go, okay, well, let me read through scripture. Well, we start in Genesis and we can read how God provided for Adam and Eve. We can read through the Old Testament and how God provides, you know, if you want to look at Elijah and Elisha and you can read the story of, of the woman with the, 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 the jar of oil who is basically saying, Hey, um, you know, my husband, I love this story. I'm going to take a little detour. <laughs> my husband was a prophet. He was a godly man. And the wife, he dies, and the wife comes to, to uh, Elisha or Elijah and says, and the creditors are coming to take my two sons, right? So I love the story because it means, hey, godly people can be in debt. We're not going to go there. But, you know, but, but Elisha goes, well, wait a minute. Let's go see what you have. And there's such a big shift when you say, well, what has God already supplied? Are you thankful for that? Now, let's bring that before the Lord and let's believe that he can multiply, that he can bring more. So maybe you've got a half a pound of butter at home and you're going, okay, I'm simply going to go home and I'm going to use the butter until it's all gone. And there may be a miracle like that. And that's that's what Elisha said to this lady was, Go home and use what you have. And remember, do it in faith. Go borrow all as many containers as you can from your, your neighbor. Now, we're not going to tell you to go get all the butter containers from your well, neighbor. I, well, hey, if the Lord tells you that, <laughs> then you go do that and, and then, uh, you know, pay off your debt with it because that was the point. So, <laughs> but, you know, you look at, so that's one story. You know, I was thinking about Jeremiah 17, where um, a little bit more, where Jeremiah basically says the, the righteous man, uh, he'll be like a tree planted by the water so that when drought comes, when when hard times come, his leaves won't wither and die. And so you're going, well, that's where's your focus? Where are your roots? Where are the things that you, that you put your, are you swayed? By so, so, and then there's the question. So now you might be feeling, oh man, I'm just feeling guilty because I'm stressed when I go <laughs> shopping. But let the stress mm. 
teach you something. Ask questions of the anxiety or stress that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Ask what what is going on? Why are you troubled that you can't buy a pound of butter? Mm-hmm. Or I know some folks who are listening may be in a lot worse shape and it's not about the butter. Like please It's never about the please, butter, by the way. Well, I know, but please understand that's just an example we're mm-hmm. using in this season. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are expensive, but what is it that we're desiring? Why is what is the anxiety to teach us? Mm. Does it teach us that we're misplacing our trust? And I've had to learn that over the years. Mm. Um, you know, my, I was thinking of my mom and dad. The, my dad and decided to go to Bible school when he became a Christian shortly after they were married, and that meant limited income. I can't remember whether he did that and he had farmland yet or not, and they're deceased now, so I can't ask them, but um, they had, my mom said they ate bologna and tomato soup for a year because it was really important to them that my dad go to Bible school Mm. and learn the Word of God. And I tell you, they lived till 87 and 93, and they didn't complain about that bologna and tomato sandwich, to, mm. tomato soup to me, ever. They didn't, they just mm. said, this is what we did. Because what they were focused on was something greater. What they gained by eating different things that they could afford, um, what they gained was greater. So what is there to gain in your life in this season? What is there to learn? What is there to learn about deeper trust in the Lord mm. to putting our mindset on things above? You know, the Bible does say that we have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. And if we have the mind of Christ, we can be in the desert and focusing on the Lord and say to our enemies or the voices inside of us that that threaten our trust, man does not live on bread alone, mm-hmm. but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then what is that word to you? Mm-hmm. You know, I I wanted to, you know, you can go look at Genesis um, 3 where um, Eve takes the fruit mm-hmm. and it literally says, the woman saw the tree was good for food, pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise. Mm-hmm. That's why I think of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. She took it and ate and then gave it to her husband or gave it to uh, Adam. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't know they had a need until they started to distrust God. Mm-hmm. There's something there too, and we probably don't have. Yeah, time. that's a whole other show. I know, right? but yeah, it, yeah. that's also mm-hmm. something for you guys to think about and ponder. You know, when 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 and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna encourage. Um, you know, there's that, but again, if if you're really kind of uh, I guess shifting your focus and saying I'm gonna shift my focus away from my need to the Father, I'm gonna shift my focus away from from my desire to the father. Um, I mean, the, the scripture all through talks about, you know, David talks about it a lot, right? I'm going to eat the, the scripture. I'm going to, your scripture sustains me. I meditated all day long. Jesus says that, you know, Hey, man does not live by bread alone. As we've, we've said, um, you know, there is a, a physical manifestation as the father supplies for the Israelites in manna and in quail and in shoes, not wearing out. Like there's the practical side. They're in the desert, Right. Yeah. Um, and then there's Jesus when he talks about feeding the 5,000 and he goes, so what do you have? 
And yeah, so, there's a good question. So what do you already have? What that, do you already have? That what? the provision is there and, and it's laid before you. And sometimes we are focused on what the lack and not on who God is. I'm complaining is. about the butter when I go home and there is plenty of other things to eat, eat in our fridge. Right. But I'm complaining about the fact that, that we can't have butter. Where is our focus, right? So how do we, how do we move that focus away from the, maybe that the shock <laughs> or maybe the need, um, or maybe just a plain, uh, I'm, I'm tired and frustrated and, and I don't want to, uh, you know, I see, as in the Israelites case, I see that somebody else has something more than I do. You know, what do we do to shift that focus? And I'm, I want to leave folks with a quote that I'm mm-hmm. reading a book called The Life Without Lack, Living in the Fullness of Psalm 23. I'd highly recommend that book. It's by Dallas Willard. And this is exactly what he's speaking to. The whole first part of the book, uh, the first chapter is about who God is. Mm-hmm. And I talk about it in my book, Cultivating Trust. I have some sections where you I encourage you to meditate on who he is as as an antidote for our worry. This is what he says. Uh, he quotes a 19th century theologian, and this is what the theologian says. The eternal, independent, and self-existent being, the being whose purposes and actions spring from himself without foreign motive or influence, God, who is absolute in dominion, the most pure, the most simple, the most spiritual of all essences, infinitely benevolent, beneficent, true and holy, the cause of all being, the upholder of all things, infinitely happy because infinitely perfect, and eternally self-sufficient, needing nothing he has made, illimitable in his immensity, inconceivable in his mode of existence, and indescribable in his essence, known for fully only by himself because an infinite mind can only be comprehended by itself. In a word, God is a being from his infinite wisdom who cannot err or be deceived and from his infinite goodness can do nothing but what is eternally just, right, and kind. And then you hear, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm -hmm. This being, self-sufficient, eternally happy, perfect, pure, holy, just, true, is our shepherd. And David was bold enough to say, therefore, we shall not want. We will lack no good thing. uh, Paul could say, I have learned to be content with everything. Why? In every situation. Why? For it is Christ who strengthens me. It is not me, but God who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. It is God in us that gives us the ability to focus on what is true and good and lovely. And, and you know, again, as we talk about, you know, something as simple as going to the grocery store and feeling the anxiety, right? And, and again, that, 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 uh, they, they often say that pain in our body is an indicator of our body telling us that there's something that we need to pay attention to, yeah. right? It's pain is not necessarily bad. It just means pay attention to what's going on. And I think in the, you know, in our, our discussion today, you know, if you're walking into any situation, uh, where you're like, Hey, I'm anxious about money, then pay attention to that. And then come back and uh, go go get that quote. I mean, if you want to read that every night before you go to bed or every morning before you get up, that certainly sets the stage for who is God in my life 
and where can I focus my attention? Um, you know, I'm just looking at that as you were reading it, Reb, I thought my homework is to take that and to just digest one word at a time, you know, yeah. over the next number of days. And so I'm going to pick that up. I'm glad you printed it. I'm going to pick it's that nice up. And big. Uh, yeah, it's nice <laughs> and big. And, and I'm going to just, you know, look at those, that description. And uh, maybe we just wrap up by thanking the Lord. So Lord, I, I thank you that you are bigger than we could even conceive. And so I just want to thank you for that in Christ's name and for his glory. Amen. Lots to think about today. Lots more shows coming up in the future. So hang tight and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.